everyone. I'm just popping in before this week's episode to let you know that I'm giving this a bit of a sensitivity warning. Um, There could be some triggering uh, conversations that we delve into just a little bit, not too much detail, but my guest today is very open about her experience around PTSD and some sexual trauma that happened in her life. Um, So I just wanted to let you know in case you needed to change the channel, you might have a child in the room or might um, just be triggered by these topics in general. So giving you a heads up that these topics come up in the first 10 minutes and then a really short um, reference in the last 10 minutes. With that being said, I hope you enjoy today's episode. I'm going to ask you to keep a journal and I'm going to ask you to make a list of of just if you can't come up with 10, just make a list. Make a list of if you were to move all the obstacles in your life, if you had all the money in the world, if you had whatever you could do, what are some things you would do? Climb Mount Kilimanjaro, travel the world, just make a list of those things. And you'll be surprised, Kristen, the amount of people, women especially, who can't make that list. One, two. Welcome to the Bold Moves How Did You Know podcast, a podcast for the naturally curious who wanted to find their own path. I'm your host, Kristen Rocco, and here I'm sharing bold move stories that propelled my guests from curiosity to action. And in doing so, they've defined a path that is purposeful to them. Through these stories, I hope you'll be inspired to pursue your boldest dreams. Joining me today is Marla Alberti. She is the owner and founder of Truth Speaks Group. It's a multimedia company that creates strategies and solutions for work-life integration harmony. You're going to tell us all about that. (laughs) She is also the founder of IO for Teens and and also a certified professional career executive and life coach. Marla believes that life is a journey and we all can create the life we want, so why not? You only live this life once. She has a passion for seeing growth in people's lives and she wants others to pay it forward. I thought a really interesting fact about you, Marla, is that you have lived on board a U.S. uh, carrier, therefore you feel like you're unstoppable. So (laughs) Marla, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you for being here and welcome. Thank you so much, Kristen. I'm so excited to be here. Of course, I just left off on this very interesting fact about you being on board a United States carrier. Tell us about that. Yes, so I am a proud Navy veteran and salute and shout out to all the veterans out there. Um, Even if you are a veteran spouse or military current active duty right now, anyone who has served in any kind of capacity, we see you, we hear you, we love you. Thank you for your service. Uh, But yeah, so I, my first duty station outside of boot camp in A school, those who were in the Navy know what I'm talking about, uh, was a United States carrier, um, which was the USS Dwight D. Eisenhower. If you are familiar with the military and the Navy, um, the carrier is the largest ship that the uh that's in the fleet of uh of uh of the of the United States ships fleets and um we had about 5000 people on the ship whenever we were out to sea we were in ports about maybe 3000 wow. people um cuz you have your squadron that's on board uh but yeah so we lived that's where we, that was my home <laughs> that was the wow. home <laughs> awesome well hey thank you for your service thank you. we really appreciate that and i'm so glad to have learned a little bit more about your background in that way 
Um, so let's transition a little bit because, you know, what, this is our first time meeting and I'm just really glad you're here. I've learned a little bit about you through some research and I, it seems as if you've had some major curveballs, not one, but a couple of major curveballs in your life, a few. And, you know, this podcast, this podcast really is all about bold moves. And I know you've also had some of those. So I'd love to kind of hear your background and your story and, uh, what 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 are some of those tough times that you've been through and then maybe how have they empowered some of your bold moves yeah so in my golden girls words because i'm a golden girls fan as you can see they're back there on the on the wall back there um picture it sicily 1922 no not for real <laughs> um but no um yeah i've had some curveballs so uh starting off just to start off with some curveballs right so you kind of go through life and you don't expect certain things. So you kind of expect to start here and go here and go here. But guess what? Yeah. Life is not perfect. It's never in that shape. So um, you see something as a little girl. So you see, okay, you want to do this with your mom and you want to do that with your mom and you get older and you want your mom to witness this and you want your mom to witness that. Well, I, I grew up with my mom and then my mom passed away. So she was here enough to see me give birth to my, she didn't see me give birth to my son, but she was enough to see her grandson um, while he was a baby. Um, she didn't see him grow up obviously, but um but she passed when he was very young. Uh, he was, uh, what, maybe, oh gosh, 2000, she passed in 2004. So uh, he was, what, six? Yeah, about, yeah, about six, about five or six. So, um, you know, you know, he, he, he remembered her, but not much, you know? So, so I do miss that piece of my life where uh, you get to, you get to uh, go shopping with your mom and the, you know, walking down the aisle and, you know, you get to have your mom there. So that, that was a hardship. And then also I had, so I was the only child growing up in the household, but I had tons and tons of friends and family. And I do, I, I'm very close. I have a very close knit family. We have a family reunion coming up this weekend, actually. And um, I'm still very close to all of my cousins. And uh, with that being said, I had two brothers. So my dad had, he was married before. So he had two brothers. Um, he had two sons. And so both of them are now gone. Uh, and so even though I didn't grow up with them and they were much older than I was, but I did spend time with them um, as, as, as whenever I needed. Um, and so, so they're gone, you know, <laughs> and then um, me being the caretaker for my dad. Um, so he's, he's about to be a beautiful 84, 85 years young coming up here um, next weekend September 17th um he's going to be 85 and throwing him like a little gathering and so I take care of him running him back and forth he doesn't drive I, I drive him back and forth oh and so and let's not talk about my experiences I'm a proud Navy veteran but um I had experiences in the military that I am literally Kristen just not opening about um that a lot of even my family didn't know about um and still don't know about to this day um uh, but I'm just not opening up about my PTSD by means of military sexual trauma and so um and that has affected me throughout my life. And again, uh, it has affected how I behave, it's affected how I do things, it has affected how I have coping mechanisms in my life. And so I've had two marriages and two divorces. And so, and both of those marriages were, they were not the best, you know? Um, I wasn't physically abused, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually abused, went through a lot, you know? So, and you say to yourself, okay, what's next? Well. 
recently left my left my nine to five and I was not expecting that was not a part of my new year's resolution Chris Kristen I'm telling you it was not a part of my new year's resolution to leave my nine to five in June of 2023 but guess what June 21st 2023 a little over two months ago I walked away from my nine to five I was the HR director for a major healthcare organization here in town and I uh walked away I've already had I've always had my businesses so I said um, something interesting, one of my ex-husbands said, he said, you're not going to be satisfied until you're running your businesses full-time and teaching. So one of my goals has always been to run my businesses full-time and teach, be an adjunct. And so I've always been a teacher. My teaching, that teaching foundation, that base has always been there with me. So pay attention. That's the first key. Pay attention to whatever that child thing inside of you. It's never going to go away. It's never going to go away. So that child thing inside of me, I've always been teaching. So I'm a certified trainer. I've trained adults. I teach uh, kids. I'm doing, I do all of that. I have a nonprofit training kids and, you know, so that teacher inside of me never went away. So I've taken all those experiences and all those issues. And it's kind of like a double-edged sword, Kristen, because yeah, I have this PTSD and I have these issues over here, but I've taken all those, my coping mechanisms, because one of my coping mechanisms is staying busy. And I, I'm I'm openly saying that. I don't admit it, but I'm openly admitting it. You know, so staying busy and people ask me, well, Marla, how you do it? Well, I was able to create work-life harmony. <laughs> Thank you for sharing and being so vulnerable yeah. about some of the things that you've experienced and been through, the hardships Thank that you. you've walked through and overcome um, to now, you know, leveraging those experiences in some way to- be resilient and move forward with um, your businesses and taking that big plunge into full-time business ownership. You run this company, Truth Speaks Group, I believe. It's a multimedia coaching company that creates strategies and solutions for work-life integration harmony. So you already kind of touched on that, but what do you mean by work-life integration harmony? Yeah, so we hear the term work-life balance. I mean, that's what people say. And and, and now we're 2023, we're kind of moving away from that. You may hear work-life integration. I've heard a few people say work-life harmony. Um, So balance, as we know, when you balance something, what happens? It's like this, you know, the scales, right? Something's going to always be higher or not. So my thing is I love to use the example, the wheel of life. If you Google wheel of life, you're going to find 20 different versions of it. Some wheel of life has 12 um, 12 areas, some have nine, some have eight, some have 15, whatever one you pick. We all have different areas. We all have spiritual, we all have financial, we all have emotional. We all are dynamic human beings, right? And we are all made up of all those areas. So sometimes in our lives, sometimes the work area may take up more of our life. But maybe, my gosh, if you are working a nine to five, or if you are, are an entrepreneur, you will spend a lot of time in your job, especially if you're an entrepreneur, right? You will spend a lot of time in your job, but that doesn't mean that you are your job, right? You are just you. You are you. You are who who you are. We have to learn to be a human being. And I'm talking to myself, right? We're humans, but 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 we never be. And I just got done talking to my therapist about this the other day, right? We're constantly, constantly, constantly giving ourselves all these titles, but but we have to understand work-life integration and harmony. Harmony is about, it's not separating the two. It's about integrating them and understanding that you're a human being, so you have to learn to be. One of the phrases I hate to hear people say, especially in the workplace, is, oh, well, um, you need to leave that work stuff at home. I mean, leave your home stuff at home. So the same Kristen that comes to work every day that lost Scrappy last night, or Fifi, or, or Chelsea, or whomever your little puppy dog is, 
yeah, that saint, you're going to be saying Kristen, but you're going to be the sad Kristen because just because you lost yes. your job doesn't mean your feelings are going to be better the next morning you go to work. No, so we need to stop saying that. We need to stop saying, "Oh, leave that at home." Yes, you're gonna. Yes, Kristen's gonna be professional when she comes to work. Kristen knows that she's be professional. But my gosh, how about leader? How about you be a little empathetic? How about that? You know, you know, and that's what it's about is understanding that that we are more than just our work. We are more than just our being a parent. We are more than just being a woman. Right, we're more than just being a mother or, or a sister or a shopper or a singer or whatever you want to be. You know, we are we are who we are. We are, I am, you know, that's it. So that's what it's about. That's what work-life harmony and integration is about, is bringing that together as understanding that wholeness, you as a human being. How do you think that organizations at the organization level, not the personal level, right? But the organizational level deals and handles that. And they, when it, that's not even it. It accepts that. Because I often feel like it is very hard to, I might want to bring my sad self to work because I just lost my dog. But if you don't have a supportive environment that wants to, you know, be empathetic to that, as you said, that becomes a real challenge. And so that's the second part of my question would be, is that a red flag that you should look for something new and different? Yeah, what are your oh, thoughts? this is so good. So so I am currently in school with my PhD in IO psychology, industrial organizational psychology. Mm-hmm. That's what the IO stands for. And industrial mm-hmm. organizational psychology is a study of human behavior in the workplace. So well-being, so well, let me back up. IO psychology has 26 specialization areas. Some argue 25, whatever. Um, well-being is one of those, right? Autonomy is one of those. So all of that falls into IO psychology. So in organizations, we have theories that we follow in IO psychology. So as IO psychologists, we have theories we follow. One of those theories is the self-determination theory. It's one of the most popular ones out there. And that theory specifically states there's three areas, right? We have autonomy, which is what which was which is why I did my research on my uh, my PhD research on. You have your relatedness and you have your cognitive right? Then there's the job demand resources theory that states that if there's enough job resources and th- and there's enough demands, then work can cohesively work, go together, right? But when the resources are low and the demands are high, you create stress and tension and vice versa, right? And vice versa and vice versa. Yeah. So if I got high resources and I got too many people, but low demands, you got people twiddling their thumbs. Now they're bored. <laughs> you know, so, so, so organizations got to figure this out. And then what else I did my research on is, is to answer that, to go back to that question, to, to, to feed into your question is job crafting. So if you're not, if you're not allowing people to have the space to do what they need to do, which is autonomy, right? Which, which the, uh, the job demand resources theory states that autonomy is a critical uh, resource that is needed in the workplace. What do you think is going to happen? Oh, we got the great resignation. Oh, we got quiet quitting. Oh, we got, I don't care anymore because you're not showing the empathy that's needed. You're not giving them the the autonomy needed for them to do what they need to do. So job crafting comes into place where they can task, they can do, they can change the amount of tasks they have. They can think differently cognitively about their job and they can have different relationships. If you're not allowing them to form those relationships, which will create that autonomy in the workplace, leaders, then 
you're gonna you're kind of you're kind of spinning stuff in circles here you know so so you again this all feeds back to autonomy so then answer that second part of your question then yeah people are going to leave it doesn't matter especially what we have to pay attention to is generations i, I did a paper on this and i'm probably gonna do another art probably put, do some published work on this but generations so we have this generation z coming into the workforce right so generation x is um you know um, i think generation no generation x is us right so so generation z is coming into the workplace and millennials that's i can millennials so they are more concerned about you caring about what i care about so if i can't have 15 minutes to go water my plants i'm not going to come work for you no and it's that serious if i don't have pet insurance I'm not going to come work for you. If you don't care about me, if Scruffy passed away, mm, I'm going to take my high, my six-figure high-tech skills because they have the tech skills. Oh, they have them, right? That, they were born in that, they were born with the iPhone. I wasn't born with the iPhone. I didn't know what the iPhone was. You know, I was, I was born with pay phones, right? We, that's, we, we were born with that, right? So so if, you're, if companies aren't willing to step it up in their game with their benefits, what do you think they're going to, they are going to leave? That's what they're going to do. Let me tell you who's quiet quitting and 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 um and uh great resignation. That's us older folks. That's us 40. That's us generation Xers and that's us us. That's us. You think the Y the Zs and the millennials are doing that? No, they're not quiet quitting. They're leaving. They're just walking off. They're leaving. Read the reports out there. Read it. It's not I'm not talking rockets. I'm not making this stuff up. You know, it, it's out there. Read Harvard Business Review. It's out there. You know, so they don't have to quiet quit. They're just going to, oh, oh, really? You, really? You're not going to let me work from home? Okay. All right, I'll just find a company who will. <laughs> and they, and that's what they're doing. Yeah. So we got to keep up with the time. So there's a lot, to, there's a lot in there. You, you spoke about the generational differences uh, between millennials, Gen Z. I mean, every generation has their differences, but is there anything, is there anything that one generation can learn from the other vice versa? Like, is any generation getting it right or is any generation getting it wrong or what can we all learn from each other? So, so there is no right or wrong, right? You need to ask. I think, I think the problem is, I think I know based off of research, right? The problem is we, one generation expects X, Y, Z from a certain generation. So the generation X will, or gen, yeah, generation X or baby boomers will expect this from this generation. So they're all, each generation talks about each other. Mm -hmm. They all say negative things about each other. So they're all, they all have issues mm -hmm. with each other. But instead of doing that, why don't we ask? Why don't we simply ask that generation, what can help you and I work together? Okay. So I may not want, I may not need time to go walk my dog, but I do need time to go and sit out in the sun for 15 minutes. Or I may need time to go read, or I may need time to stand and stretch. You know, so what? How can you and I work together instead of just automatically developing a thought pattern in your mind without talking? So, a, a, a powerful, powerful phrase is: nothing happens outside of a conversation. Nothing. So have the conversation. <laughs> have the conversation, and I think, and I think that is what the problem is. We don't want to talk to each other. We want to just assume and we want to um, 
listen to what other people say about the person instead of talking to the person. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. And like you said, we could spend hours on topics, but let's change directions um, because uh, you're also a life coach. And that's a really curious, I would love to be like in the seat of a life coach or a fly on the wall one day, because I'm so interested in, <laughs> but I'm really interested in the different topics that people bring to you um, that they're interested in learning about how are you know what are some of the most um common topics from life life coaching that you get that you know may be helpful to other people who are listening and trying to evaluate the direction that they're going in their lives yeah, great question so my obviously my audience is the nine to five working woman i have i have coached men but you know we have to have our target market right um so sure. Ah, oh, that's such a good question. I've had a lot of career changes, career um, movements. I've had a lot of the mom who was at home waiting for the kids to grow up. Now mm -hmm. they're just ready to get back into the get back into the uh, workforce. I've had a lot of that. I've had a lot of the the upper, the C-suite executives wanting to just understand who they are. They were kind of caught up in their title, and you know, I'm mm -hmm. like, you know, I like my job, but I'm lost. I'm lost. So the really, the mm -hmm. I, I have a lot of identity issues a lot of identity and that's the thing with women i mean this is it just is throughout history you know we is have it? history oh yeah we have we have history to blame for that seriously women's suffrage i mean it's just it's just it's, it's just yeah. yeah yeah we can sure. talk about that for another 15 hours but um yeah so that's really career career transition and identity those are the two main things yeah I believe you've been, did, did you say that you've been doing the coaching work for about yeah, 10 years? Yeah, my business is 10 years old this year. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. So over the 10 years, have you seen a shift in the conversations that people want to have with you about these topics? So you mentioned identity, career. I think career's probably always been yeah. one, but I guess my curiosity is around identity yeah. because I think that it's way more acceptable now to really own who you are and go out into the world and be vocal and explore and be passionate about who you are maybe and i think this is a little bit of a switch where now people are like okay it's 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 totally fine for me to be me but now who am i are you finding these differences between when you were doing this 10 years ago to today uh, it's still i mean it's there's been changes but that's that's still a top issue that's still out there because mm -hmm. social media mm -hmm. has I actually I want to say it's gotten a little worse so because social people can hide behind a screen <laughs> you know so mm -hmm. social media social media owns us you know so people lose their identities even not we want to talk about teenagers but adults are hooked on tiktok it's one of the main reasons why I wrote my book. I wrote my book, The Ultimate Brag Book, because one of the things, one of my requirements is if you coach with me, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask, I don't make you, I can't make you do anything. I'm going to ask you to um, keep a journal. I'm big on journaling. Journaling can save your life. Um, uh, read the research on it, but I'm going to ask you to keep a journal and I'm going to ask you to make a list of the, t of just, if you can't come up with 10, just make a list. Make a list of if you were to move all the obstacles in your life. If you had all the money in the world, if you had whatever you could do, what are some things you would do? C climb Mount Kilimanjaro, travel the world, just make a list of those things. And you'll be surprised, Kristen, the amount of people, women especially, who can't make that list. Who cannot make that list. So I say, you know what? I'm going to come up with a book. So the ultimate brag book, 100 questions about how awesome you are. 
And people have been loving this book. It's out there on Amazon. You can go to my website and get it. But people have been loving this book. And it's simple. It's a simple, fun journal. Has 100 questions about how awesome you are. When was the last time, Kristen, you asked yourself, what are my favorite 10 restaurants? What am I, what do I love about my body? What, what, what top, what companies, if I were a CEO, could I run? You never thought about asking yourself those questions. I have you. Most people haven't. Now, some people have. I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to say the world because I don't know the world, right? But in general, most people don't ask themselves those questions. So it's a, it's a fun book because I want people to think about themselves. I want people to know who they are because we do get wrapped up in what society and social media says we should be doing and should be wearing and, and how we should have our hair and, and how we should do this. And, you know, you know, my hair is locked. So, you know, if I want to work in corporate America, it should be straight. Says who? Says what? You know, you know, it, it's, 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 it's bull crap. It's not true. It's not true. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, Yeah, you, it's such a great point that you make. It's that combination of the society expectations with now the exploitation of that through social media. Everywhere you turn and look, now you're getting that. And I also think it's because, and, and you know this better than I, but I believe that you know our brains are wired to go negative. So we're seeing all of these messages about who we should be, and then we're internalizing that and saying, Oh, my, um, you know, I'm not skinny enough. I'm not uh, smart enough. I'm not da -da -da enough because we're out there comparing ourselves to, to everything. And then, of course, we don't think about the positive things. We go straight to the negative. And I think that's an unfortunate part of neuroscience, maybe. Yeah. Exactly. And you know what is interesting? Yeah, because you're right. We are we are wired that way from from the creation of man. Um, yeah. You know, um, the cavemen yeah. you know, had to hunt, had to yeah, hunt. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's that you survival know? mode. So, yeah. So survival mode. So survival mode is normally not positive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, sure. not that I'm aware of, you know, so um, it's positive that you can survive, but when you're in that survival mode, it's really not for a positive reason, right? So, um, so we're wired that way. So, we, so you, you literally have to, we have to rewire your brain, which neuroplasticity states that you can do that. Um, rewire your brain to think differently and um, change your outcome. So you can change. People say mm -hmm. they can't change. Neuroplasticity says you can. Which I suppose so, your book can help with too, because it's that yeah. way you're prompting the questions in a positive manner, yeah. which is helping somebody yeah. think about themselves in a positive light, which can help that process along, I would imagine. I read that you love I using do. vision boards to set goals. I look at mine every day. I'm, I'm looking at one right now. <laughs> and you know, oh, so I've got to get your tips and tricks and, and suggestions for this because uh, I do talk a lot on this podcast about goal setting with my guests, um, you know, to help people get from here to there. I think it's really important to have your goal in mind and then take these mini actions daily to, you know, work towards that. But we've never really talked about vision boarding. Um, it's the topic I'm interested in. So why do you think vision boards are so great for achieving your vision. goals? Vision. What you put in your eyes and what you put in your ears is everything. That's everything. What you look at and what you hear determines what you think. So if you're looking at something 
and, and you put it in your vision. So think about it. If you're constantly looking at scary mm-hmm. movies all day long, would you would you be surprised if you have a nightmare? Right. But if you're constantly looking at happy stuff all the time, would you be surprised if you had a happy dream? Right. So our bodies are, again, wired. Your brain doesn't know. Right. So you got to put you got to put the, you got to put the information in it. Your brain is just mm. your brain is not dumb. Right. But but it, it inputs what you what you intentionally are giving it. So if you have a board in front of you of all these positive things you want, like here in my house, I have words, I have positive things all around me. I got my golden girls back here. I got positive buttons back here. I got people who I admire back here. Yeah, I got positive phrases all around me. I read them all the time. I got positive stuff all around me. So I'm constantly infusing positivity into my life because that's what I want. That's what I want to my life. Does it mean that I get depressed and get down? Of course, I suffer from PTSD. So of course I do, you know, but I constantly have to keep reminding myself. It's it's work. It is work. You have to constantly do it every single day. So a vision board helps you. It reminds you. Remember that list I said to make? You can take those. If you want, if you want to climb the uh, Great Wall of China, then get, go to Google, take, um, go to Google Pics, cut, um, print it out, get your color printer, Take, cut out the picture, put it on the board and say, I will go to China one year and maybe put the year, maybe put the year 2025. And guess what? Here's a beautiful thing, people. If you don't go in 2025, it's okay. You could put 2026 on there. And maybe you go in 2026. The whole purpose is to get your mind functioned on that. And you'll be amazed. I'm, I'm a huge fan of law of attraction. People don't believe in it. It's okay if you don't believe in it because it's a law. You don't have to believe in it, right? Laws you don't have to believe in because they exist regardless of you believing in them or not. You know, so <laughs> it's a law, right? So the law of attraction states is wherever you feel, it's, it's your feeling, right? You have to feel good about something. So if you feel good about you going to China in 2025, law of attraction says, well, I got the universe says I got to make it happen for you, right? So why do you think when you read a lot of things and you see a lot of things, they're like, wow, this happens. Now, here, here's, here's the poofy part that people get confused with. Law of attraction does not say, well, I'm going to just look, stare at this thing every day, say affirmations every day. I'm going to China. I'm going to China. And I'm gonna, it's going to pop up. That's not law of attraction. I mean, that's not the purpose of affirmations. I hate when I hear people say that because that's not, that's not how it works. Um, you have to believe. You gotta, and then you, then you put it away. Then you, then you put stuff in action, right? So what do you do? Are you saving? <laughs> have you have you have you looked at what what it takes to even get to china what what do you what does it take to even get to china what airlines even go to china what what are you doing what are you doing you're just waiting for this to drop out the sky the air, law of attraction does not say that once you get in motion then you'll start having the resources come to you right but it's just not going to drop out the sky so so you got to understand how the law works right so um so that's where the vision boarding comes in get it in your face start studying it every day, looking at it every day, and then start figuring out, okay, yeah. what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I think you said a word that I really believe is kind of the foundation of the law of attraction. And I don't study this much at all. I don't know much about it, but to me, it's all about beliefs and believing. And once you, once you are able to, like you have that, the wall of the great wall of china on your vision board then all of a sudden it becomes a belief that that can be part of your life and i think that helps change your thoughts about the reality of that coming into your life and so then you're more you're more you're more um 
whether you know it or not, you're going to be taking more steps to achieve that because now you believe you can do it. That's the law of attraction. Because when you start taking the steps, oh, some people say it's magic. Oh, you start taking these steps. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You you meet somebody that understands podcasts. Oh, wow. You're in Walmart and you run across a podcast book. Oh, wow. You, you Come on. <laughs> you know, it's because now it's kind of like when you have a favorite car, it's the same thing, the same thing, because you're now focused on it. When you're focused on something, you start paying attention to more things. Now it's coming to you now. It's the same. It's the same concept. It's the same concept. So um, I have a phrase that I tell people and, and we can end on this, but I say it all the time. My coach told me, a coach told her is whatever you believe, you are 100% correct. So if you believe if you believe that you are going to be one of the best podcasters on the planet, then you are correct, Kristen. It is true then. That is a good place to, to end on. But I ask all my guests one final question. So I'm going to ask yes, you, yes. which is, <laughs> what do you wish you knew today about being bold <gasps> that you wish you knew mm -hmm. earlier on? How hard it is. Mm. I wish I knew earlier how hard it is emotionally. Being bold is emotionally mm. hard and, and lonely. It's lonely. What about being bold is hard in your opinion and lonely in your opinion? Because I, 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 I totally relate to the, to those emotions. Yeah. It is hard and lonely. And I think that's exactly why yeah. I'm doing this podcast to put more bold move stories yeah. in front of people to normalize yeah. that it's not easy Thank you. and that it's, it's, it can be lonely. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad you are. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I'll start off. So it, it's, it's, it's hard because it's change. Change is yeah. not easy. Change is necessary and change is needed and it has to happen, mm -hmm. but no one said it's going to be easy and you have to sit with those emotions and it's hard sitting with those emotions because, um, uh, I was told this the other day. So when you have a feeling, right, when you touch a stove, what's the first thing you do? You jump, you, you, your body, you, right? So your brain doesn't know, your brain doesn't know the difference between a physical feeling and an emotional feeling. So, and I thought, I, saw my, I was mind blown when she told me, I'm like, oh, no wonder. So when you have these emotions inside of you, guess what? You, you can't run away from it. If you touch the stove, you immediately, oh, okay, wow. You, and it goes away. Well, you can't do that with the emotion. So that's why it's hard. You got to sit with it. So it, it's lonely because you can't, you can, you can, you can, but you, you don't want to do that. You know, you don't want to sit here and call all the time because some things you gotta, that's what that's, goes back to making it hard. You gotta, some things you just gotta sit through. You gotta go through it. Kind of like going through the fire and Shaka Khan says, you got to go through it sometimes. You got to go through it to get to the other side. And that's it. You got to go through it. And that's the hard part about it. And sometimes you got to go through it by yourself. You know, I have friends and family and we all do, right? But they can't be with you 24-7. You are with you 24-7. You are with you 24-7. So you got to love you. You got to understand who you are. And that's a journey we're all on. That journey is never, ever, ever going to stop. It's never going to stop. And I am learning and loving and understanding that. It takes time. Mm -hmm. 
I so appreciate your answer. And this is exactly why I love wrapping the podcast up with yeah. this, because there's always a new insight yeah. that I learn and I hope other people learn as well. But I, I relate to that. I also think that being hard uh, and it being lonely for a lot of people now, as I think about it more, is related to oftentimes when you are making a bold move, you're probably the first person you know or one of the first people you know that is dealing with your situation. And sometimes it takes a long time to figure out who can you talk to about this? Um, who can you learn from? How can you get the right support? I mean, there's so many questions that make being the first difficult and contributing to hard and lonely, right? So great, great place to leave off. <laughs> I've really enjoyed meeting you, Marla. Thank you for being here. If people want to learn more about you, where can they go? How can they find out more? Please go out to my website, www.truthspeakscoaching.com. Please support our nonprofit. We are a nonprofit, IO for Teens, support helping teenagers understand the principles of IO psychology. Can you imagine what we just talked about? Mm -hmm. If teenagers knew this, if teenagers knew this, because remember, they're, be gonna be, they're, the next, they're the next yeah. president. That right. Teenage, right. This generation Z, they're the next president. So what we're teaching them is or everything we just talked about encompasses IO psychology. So if they knew this, oh my God. So help me, help me. So go to ioforteens.org, I-O-F-O-R-T-E-E-N-S.org. Check us out. You can follow me on Instagram, T Speaks Group. I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to get my Instagram. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to get more active on Instagram. I'm, a, I'm on it. LinkedIn. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. LinkedIn and Marla J. Alberti and uh, also IO for Teens and True Speak Coaching. So just find me out there. Reach out to me. I, I, I'll, I talk to people all the time. I'm, I'm one of those ones. I'll talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Maybe that's why we get along so great. You and I are talkers. Yeah, I um, <laughs> thank you again, Marla. And uh, for everyone else, if you've been listening to the show and you enjoy the episodes, the interviews, I would be just so grateful for you to click that follow button and follow the show. Each uh, episode will automatically download when it airs. So then you never have to worry about finding a show on the spot or missing an episode. So I would really, really appreciate it. It really helps get um, other people who are trying to make bold moves in their lives an extra dose of inspiration as well. So thank you again for listening and we will see you in the next episode. Bye.